You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Mamas, welcome back to Mama Meets World. I hope you're having a great week. As a reminder, please use the hashtag Mama Meets Pod on social media when you're posting about the show while you're listening. So be sure to show, share this podcast or any other Flawless Noises podcast with a friend or a loved one or coworker or even a stranger. Even better, you can support by purchasing some merchandise. I always leave the link in the show notes. Shout out to Darren. Uh, we launched a new show this week. It's called I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed. It's a political podcast, which is a different flavor, but specifically from the Black viewpoint, I think that a lot of people can get something from that. There's not really a place for us, um, specifically as Black folks, when we're looking to talk about political stuff or political commentary. So congratulations, Darren, and welcome to the network, and I hope you all get a chance to check that out. So as always, you can reach us at any of the following. My Twitter is Mama Meets Pod. Personal Twitter is it's underscore or underscore it's Miss Bree. Instagram is Mama Meets World Pod at Breetastical on Instagram. Facebook is easily searchable. Website is always flawlessnoises.com. My email address is Mama Meets World Pod at gmail.com. So I feel like that was a mouthful. For this episode, I have the great pleasure of having a very, very special guest with me. Uh, her name is Sheena. And she is the owner of Sheen Bala Jewelry and the Badass Bombcast. And she is an overall generally amazing person. Sheena, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate you taking out the time. So um, I'm going to give y'all a backstory as the listeners. Before I met Sheena in person, we have a mutual friend. Her name is Leah. Hey, Leah. Hey, Leah. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's my boo-boo. I just got off the phone. Well, I just got off her live. Her um, live, I was like, well, let me say hey to my baby. She'll be here on Friday at my place. So mm-hmm. feel free to come on through if nice. you want to. So um, when I met Leah, Leah's like, you know, your situation reminds me so much of my friend Sheena. And it was like, Sheena, Sheena, Sheena. I was like, oh, okay. Our kids are almost a space the same way apart. Mm-hmm. Um their birthdays are almost the same. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, at the time we were both going through divorces. It yep. was like, it was like parallel universe situations. Like we were going through at the same time. So when I met you, I was like, Oh, she's cool. Remember we went to that damn party. <laughs> Man, yes. That was one of the best nights. That was one of the best nights that summer. I could relive that night every night, except now you can't even go in public. <laughs> Right. I do miss outside, but uh, the funny thing about that party is we were out in Winston-Salem, and I'm not from Winston, but Leah went to school at Winston-Salem State. Shout out to the Rams. Okay, Ram Pride. I'm also a Ram. And that's where y'all met, right? No, uh uh-uh. It was part of the reason, because I just recently started going there. Uh I have a year left. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. I said, um, like, when I went through kind of my decision to go back to school, I was like, Uh well, where do I? I knew I wanted to be at HBCU. Um, And there were certain things. But I was like, all the the, the Bram alumni that I know are, like, amazing people. Mm -hmm. And I think I would just spit. You know how some people say, oh, you would be a great, you know, for this sorority or that sorority. 
That's right. how it was when it was for me to pick in school. So every Ram I know was really, really awesome. So that was a big thing when I decided to go back. And that was why, because all the Rams I know are awesome. That's so cool. I went to uh, Garner High in Garner, North Carolina, and a okay. lot of my friends ended up going to um, to Winston-Salem. Cole, shout out Cole. Hey, Cole mm-hmm. Coleman. Uh, my mm-hmm. friend, my good friend, Frank, Frank Tolliver, he went there. Like, it was like a good section of my high school that ended up going there. But a lot of us, a lot of our, the black students ended up going to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Now, even years down the line, feels good to see that, you know, that subset of people from my high school doing such amazing things. Absolutely. So I wanted to have you um, on this podcast, mostly because you have your own mom podcast, which I think is amazing. I've checked it out uh, quite a few times at this point. Um, We're so parallel in our parenting and a lot of the things that you say, I end up like wholeheartedly agreeing with. And, you know, it seems like we're on the same, like, I hate to say level because that's not the right word. I say vibe when it comes to parenting. Mm -hmm. We're more laid back parents. especially I know that I'm laid back and I'm more of a conscious person because the way I was raised was very strict Mm -hmm. and not very conducive to, you know, life, (laughs) you know, and I didn't want my kids to go through the same thing. So, um, how is the podcast going and please tell everybody about it. Sure. So it's the Tending to Momcast. Um, in between, like midway through season two, I kind of changed it from the Badass Momcast to the Tending to Momcast only because I didn't want the name of it to restrict spaces that I could be in. And I really wanted to branch out into not necessarily a cleaner space, but I didn't want, I wanted you to be able to listen to this in the car with your kids mm-hmm. or in places. So I had to be cognizant of what my name was. So we changed over to to the Tended to Mom cast. But um, I really enjoy it. First kind of started talking off, like started off with just me talking. And then midway through season one, my grandmother passed away and I needed an outlet to kind of talk through that um, uninterrupted and a little unbridled, if you will. So um, there's quite a bit of, you know, <laughs> it kind of gets kind of morbid. Mid season one. But as I um, started to grow and started to kind of, you know, spread my podcasting wings. I said, here's an opportunity for me to use my platform to do more for others, mm-hmm. which is kind of always my goal. I, I, be, I, I'm a firm believer it's lonely at the top and I would never want to be at the top without other people. Right. So let me, you know, reach out again, spread my wings, plant my seeds, throw my shade as much, you know, in a good way, you know, provide mm-hmm. shade in as many places as I can. So when we started up season two, we focused on black businesses, which is like my real heart and soul. I became an entrepreneur so I could teach myself entrepreneurship so I could teach it to other people because I believe in entrepreneurship, even if right. it's not like you're not necessarily wanting to be a billionaire, but some of that financial freedom, like I said, like my company, Shimbala, I said, if nothing else, like we set out a new goal was to have it pay the rent. So that 
frees up so much more money that we can do right. it. And it's not like, I'm trying to stack money. I'm trying to do more for my community. So that is an extra amount of money that I can put into um, grassroots projects that are feeding our senior citizens or providing socks to children or in some other way giving directly back. So instead of, um, you know, like, oh, I want to be Jeff Bezos. No, absolutely not. I want right. to be someone that uses the capital, uses the money from the community to provide for the community. I think that you can say that, but I've literally seen you in action. And that's what I appreciate because I feel like a lot of people say that they want to drive the community, but Every time that I see you posting on um, Instagram, you know, if it's not you, it's you highlighting another black business. And, you know, a lot of people are very funny about the space that they take up in the business world because you have your mm -hmm. own company. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't shine light on other companies. But, you know, I'm one of those, you know, it's, food, it's room at the table for everybody, people. So Absolutely. it's good to always see somebody else like that. Absolutely. My mom asked me, why are you always sharing other bracelet companies? Because I want people to have an option. Someone asked me yesterday, is your stuff expensive? And I'm thinking to myself, it may not be in the beginning end of your budget, but we have stuff if you wanted to. But here's another bracelet maker who was also on my season two, Black right. Businesses Matter. Like, let me have the opportunity to highlight them. Because like you said, like, when I get to the point of, you know, being at the top, of the, I need other people like me, other like-minded folks. So we have to bring each other together. So I'm just there, there, like you said, there's room at the table for everyone. I'm not here in, in a method or in a space for competition. I want to befriend you. I want to, one, one big thing I hate to hear people say is I'm not shopping black because they don't have good customer service. Right. And I'm like, well, you must not really shop black because I, I only shop black if I can. Um, probably 80 to 90% of my purchases that aren't you know, groceries or utilities are from mm -hmm. black companies. My makeup, my skincare, everything, the kids' toys, my nail tech, the girl that does my hair, my doctors, my therapist. Um, so it's, I'm immersed in the black retail, black capitalism experience. So one thing I want to do, if I am going to consume your product, please believe I'm coming back with some feedback, right. whether it is, Hey, I love your, this maybe consider a little thing to change that would make the experience a little bit better. You know, I'm, I'm not, and I might say that like to you as the business owner, but I'm gonna praise you until, you know, you give me a reason not to. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely big on holding that space and then being a beacon in a way that says, you know, can I reach out to Sheena for advice? Cause people do that. And my mom's like, well, do you, my mom, I always talk my mom's like my best friend. Well, you should be a consultant in charge. I'm like, I'm just kind of too lazy for that. Like I'm just here <laughs> to help. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not in it for the money, but if it helps someone else, cause I know what it's like to have a need or to need guidance or to need suggestions, especially when you're a one man band. So yeah, I just, it's room for everybody. It is room for everybody. And I appreciate you saying that because you saying that might give somebody else, you know, the eye opener, like, well, there is room for everybody because everybody ain't able child and everybody, you know, not everybody is so free spirited in business, but mm -hmm. to get to the reason that you're here, um, so COVID-19 coronavirus has really uprooted a lot of our lives, especially as parents. And one of the biggest sore spots for me 
was um, schooling my children. So I have to, as you know, Jaden is 13. Her schooling became completely online and it was, a, it was an adjustment, but it wasn't a hard adjustment for me because Jaden is very self-motivated. Jaden mm-hmm. has a want to do her work. She is a perfectionist to the T. Jaden is one of those kids. I don't know how I got her. She, if she get a B, it's not enough. She wants an A. Like she is driven to do on her own. Now I had to step in some, you know, and set a schedule and set parameters. But when, you know, I'm scrolling online, I see you opened a whole mom to story, which I love <laughs> the idea. Um, because when I took Jameson out, I, I found it more challenging for him. I, mm-hmm. It was easy for me because, you know, he's, he was four. It was easy for me to pop him up on a stool and be like, let me help me wash dishes. It was easier for me to teach him the home things than right. it was to sit down and do instruction with them because I'm not a teacher and I don't even front like I'm a teacher. Like the thought right. of having to instruct my kids for any amount of time other than just helping with homework. I know that's not my ministry, but when I saw that you did the mom story, I wanted to like talk to you about it because I thought the listeners could really benefit from it. So let's start from the top. So when the pandemic started, we're both in North Carolina. What were your like immediate thoughts once they announced that school was closing? Um, I wasn't, I don't, I don't know if I probably had like a delayed reaction, like, okay, well, we're, you know, two, three weeks away from spring break. Oh, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't really sink in. Originally, like, the kids were not going back to school. I was just thinking, yeah, they'll be out for a couple of weeks. So I, um, that first week, we just kind of coasted and chilled. We did our homework, but I found um, Montessori prep kind of turned into, well, it started off kind of selfishly because for me to really get into something, I have to be into it. So it was, it took me me the time like okay well if I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I hide my anxiety in in my doing Mm -hmm. so I had to to create something in order to to funnel that what the hell is going on right (laughs) because like you said I'm not a teacher either and the last thing on my mind was being somebody's teacher I it just wasn't my ministry okay like you said right so, um, and then my kids' learning experiences, um, Jalen, my oldest, is, uh, he'll be 16 at the end of the month, and he has kind of, he grew up um, at home, like in a home daycare, and his mm-hmm. first experience with school was when he went to preschool, whereas Jackson, my five-year-old, he came right out of the hatch and walked right into daycare, so he right. has always been in a situation where he has been socialized, so it took um, like it, at first it was like instruction only. Okay. You know, here's today we're going to learn about ABCs and today we're going to read some books and today we're going to do some YouTube. And then as it started to kind of morph into its own thing, we really had to um, tailor it to my kid's schedule. So if this wasn't, we weren't able to work on the same schedule that they worked in in school. We had to adjust for them being at home. We had to adjust for household chores. Like, Okay, we get up in the morning, we created a routine, something that we could stick by that wasn't our old routine because we had to break ourselves of what the old routine was in order to be successful. And sometimes we were changing that same routine from week to week to week just to continue to accommodate it as they became more anxious and more de-socialized from their friends. Um, Right. Jackson's teachers did a really good job at 
um, having Zoom calls. So Jackson was still able to kind of see his friends. Um, we have their class pet. We still have their class pet. Um, Snuggles. We kind of we renamed them Snugs. We gave them a nickname. <laughs> is, is it a rabbit? Thug life. It's a hamster. Oh. <laughs> it's a hamster. He's so cool that um, he's a part of our family now. You know, and um, so we are you know blessed to have the opportunity to foster Snugs, and um, it it kind of grew into its own thing. More people started participating. And then I um, was approached by bringing out the best, which is a program offered by UNCG here in Greensboro. And they work with um, the early childhood education program for the kids that have not entered kindergarten yet. So if you have a child under five that has mm -hmm. not gotten into kindergarten yet, that's their focus. So once like, I'm always looking for ways to add resources and to add things. So I know a few people that are educators so I reached out and was like hey would you mind being a virtual guest in our classroom like well, I had to take it seriously for the kids to take it seriously and um, as we started going through progress reports we you know started going through different things it became like yeah your kids are doing not to say more than the other kids but you are definitely more engaged and um it took it was a, a big lesson for me too like it, my children's success was really dependent on the engagement that i had it wasn't that they weren't smart it wasn't that they weren't this or that they just needed confidence and sometimes we have to consider that it sometimes it's us where you know once your kids go to school you're not off the hook mm -hmm. you're still in school as a parent you're still in school and we're responsible for engagement and there were a couple of times you've seen that meme and it was like if johnny has four right <laughs> you're sitting there and you're like what what am i missing so it was it's a lot of meditation it's a lot of step back to say what what pieces are we missing here and some days we didn't do school at all we would get up and everybody was like oh. i was like okay you know what y'all go in your room mommy's right. gonna go in her room and that's it i'll see y'all tomorrow and <laughs> i think that i, I have you. never questioned myself as much as i have during this pandemic as a parent because mm -hmm. i felt that stress very hard you know especially when jameson i pulled him out of daycare because of my coronavirus concerns he didn't go to daycare for two months and he's about to enter kindergarten because our sons are the same age yep so this is his kindergarten year and you want that good instruction that good base before they go to school and i'm working full-time as you are too mm -hmm. and i knew that my kid needed this base but i'm like some days work would pull me too hard or some days his attention or his focus just would not be there and i didn't expect it to be there the boy is was four you right. know and it right. makes you question like am i doing this right oh my gosh i don't want my kid to be the one eating paste in kindergarten like it ain't gonna kill him girl <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's good to hear because you have been successful and i think that even you saying, you know, taking those days off, some days we didn't do school, that's great. That's good because, you know, even being at school, even sitting in the school building is not 100% school all the time. It's the same for work. You know, you go to work, you get paid for eight hours a day, but I know good or well, some, you know, not everybody is busting out eight hours all day long. I know no. I ain't trying some days to just, <laughs> right. just answer these emails and do the minimum. So I completely get it. And that was kind of another thing where like the mom to story, because if you're familiar with like the Montessori mm -hmm. um, schooling, 
um, method, it's the there. It's like multi general, not generational, but multi um, levels of children in the same mm-hmm. um, home or excuse me, in the same school environment. And um, so I use that to the benefit. So it gave Jalen the opportunity to become more involved. So on those days where I was like, she ain't got it, or work is more important mm-hmm. today than the, not this, yeah, I mean, work is more important today. Mommy has work to do today. That's, that's a very, I just want to stop that. you for a second because that's a very important statement to say. Like, I think that we need to, normalize putting priorities on things because you know that your kids are first and foremost every day, but we got to feed them kids too. Like that's a thing. And sometimes your work does get more important than what you would have to do with your kids. And I know it's hard for kids to understand that, but like, we can't just not make a paycheck. Right. And work is my sanity. Like I love getting up and getting dressed and leaving Mm -hmm. the house to go to work after I drop the kids off. Okay. I ain't got to see y'all till the end of the day. I love my kids, but it provided balance. So you took that balance away and mommy lost the the work life balance that she had. So did they. And you, you definitely consider that, but it took a while to kind of get grounded and say, okay, uh, you know, where are we at? I was lucky enough. I'm lucky enough to work for a company that um, understood the plight of the working parent and I was offered the ability to take leave. So for the first two months I was on leave Mm -hmm. from work. So that gave me the opportunity to really focus in and create the routine and create the things. So I can definitely understand my own situation being different than others because you know mm-hmm. you're doing it all because now I'm back at work I mean I was only off for about two two months yeah. <laughs> but then when I got back it was like we started rolling again and then the beginning of June I got a new job like I got a call Friday and was like hey you're moving to a new job oh, oh wow okay and Monday it was like hey here's your new job and I did that for three days it was like nah we're gonna give you another new job <laughs> so I had to you know, take a month to kind of learn something that I had no, I'm not going to say, I mean, I had a little bit of background in the Mm -hmm. theory, but having to like find new contacts and learn my job and kind of get my feet wet, introduce myself to my peers, blah, 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 blah. It, uh, it was definitely a challenge. So having Jalen, my older one, um, there to kind of be a buffer some days is like, you know what, can y'all watch TV? Can y'all watch this show on right. Animal Planet? And then you can come back to me and tell me what it was. And then like Jackson, which, what color was the giraffe's ears right. or, you know, little things that I can ask them both at their level, but kind of occupy them the same way. Or Jalen was helping Jackson doing some of his worksheets. Cause obviously Jalen, you know, being in the sophomore in high school right. knows a little bit of basic edition. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they were able to work to that together. And that kind of uh, brought them together in a way that they weren't accustomed to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they bump heads because they're brothers, but it was, it became more of a, um, you, I saw the shift from Jackson being the little brother to Jackson. Hey, Jalen, can you help me with this? Like right. he, he's very proud and stubborn. So he would never ask for help. He would never, but once Jalen showed him that he could help him in a way that didn't overpower him being the successor, it, it ended up being really, really cool. So that's something really neat that, that came out of uh, mom to story prep as well. 
That's good because you you get all these unintended amazing side effects. I felt the same way with Jaden and Jameson. You know, they're pretty close, which I always wondered how they would do together because they're nine years apart. You know, mm-hmm. they're a boy and a girl. Jaden is moving into her teenage years, full steam ahead. Jameson is, yeah, girl. I um, It's different. <laughs> it's different managing her emotions and managing my own and managing Jameson's emotions as it applies applies to her emotions because Jameson only wants her. He only wants to play. He only wants to be with Mm -hmm. her. And I have, you know, been telling her it's okay to carve out your own personal space. It's okay to distance yourself because you need that. And I thought that that would be them butting heads constantly, but she has been so good with opening her space to him intentionally. Like Jameson, I'm going to do this, but after I do this, I want you to come do this with me. And I just sat back and watched her and been so proud of her and the way she's adjusted and the way he's adjusted. And, you know, I can't ask for much more. So my next question for you is kind of like twofold. Um, So again, we're both in North Carolina and I'm seeing these emails. We're in two different school districts, but I'm seeing these emails. Nothing is definitive. And they have made that very clear. Is there, what would you like to see for school reopening? I am in my uh, three, four months of educator experience. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see uh, more of a blended um, educational opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think it gave us the opportunity to kind of really see where we were at the um, the city level, the municipal level, to see what the needs of our children were. Right. At the, you know, have the conversation outside of a free lunch application. Um, or uh, we have a, a program where you can like donate clothes to the mm-hmm. red closet or something like that. But it really gave insight into each individual household to see what the needs of the kids were. How many computers do you have in your home? How many, like, do you have access to internet in your home? Like, that's not something that they normally ask or something that they normally go for. But it's something that they almost always normally assume. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely an assumption that, oh my gosh, people, people have internet just like you think, oh, internet is still not as common as if I have to choose between water and internet, you know, sometimes you have people making these decisions that are so far away from what it is to need and to want certain things. Uh, It it gets a little blurred. Mm -hmm. Um, And even myself, I had even was faced with, oh my gosh, we don't have enough laptops for the kids to to do work. So we definitely, we reached out to the school and we are able to get a laptop from the school, which, you know, which is good for me because I can just jump in the car and go down there and pick it up and go back. And I have, you know, internet here at home, but that's not always the case for Mm -hmm. a lot of our students. So um, as far as what I would like to see, I would like to see if you have to have children in school, I would suggest that it be the ones that need the additional resources to Mm -hmm. be there. The ones that depend on school for a way, for food, for transportation, for socialization, like allow them to be the ones to have the seats. Don't require children because like they're already three and four, you know, kids to a seat on the school bus. If my kid doesn't have to take up a space on a school bus, by all means, let them stay home. So I would love for them to give us the option to say, would you want your child in a virtual learning environment Mm -hmm. where they still get curriculum, they still get support from the school system, they're still considered in the school system. But as a 
distant learner versus um, and allowing the space for the children that need to have that need addressed to right. come into and then that still opens the gate for them to have other resources that lets us know which kids need masks which kids need hand sanitizer and how we as a community of parents can support those children in that way because no we're not running out and buying a hundred dollars over school supplies or right. school clothes because our kids are at home but then that does i mean and that is putting a lot into the hands of the parents that can but I'm a, I'm a firm believer of um, supporting your village. So it does. And then, I mean, that's, I think, our point of being on the PTSA. Mm -hmm. And I'm a part of the Guilford County, um, our school system here, the Parent Academy. So um, because, again, like, I'm very dedicated to the outcome of the leaders that we're growing, the people of our community that we're growing, the people that will take care of what we're growing as a legacy in 20 to 30 to 40 years. Right. So I, I, think, love. I, I think that's a good plan, um, honestly, because the thing that's disheartened me the most with all of this is how the wage gap has played into education. Mm -hmm. Education has for a long time been touted as this thing that's a great equalizer, but it's not. Um, you are saying, okay, I want my kid to go back to school, but everybody wears masks, right? Who can afford masks? Masks, first of all, they were scarce for a long time. They were right. scarce. The school system's already to the max with their funding because Lord yep. knows they don't fund them enough. So is the school supposed to provide masks? And then I wonder for our little black children, you don't come to school with a mask. Are you getting suspended? Right. Are you getting and now your parents are at risk. Exactly. Right. Now you're looking at truancy. Yep. Or like you said, undo. Uh, I, I could talk about the the prison pipeline forever. Right. But now you you're at home in tense situations, and then you come to school and you have to kind of worry about school, and then that's just kind of one more layer. You know, we have uniforms and kids, but mm -hmm. you know, like oh, your shoes this, and like <laughs> we're adding one more thing again for them to get picked on with, you mm -hmm. know? And like, I mean, if you even look at the CDC, I have like 15 masks. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, wear it, come home and wash it every day. That's not a reality for a lot of our children. Right. And a what lot of our families. People who don't own a washer dryer in home because, you know, mm -hmm. you can hand wash it, but it's not as effective. Or right. there are all these little things that have to be accounted for. And I, I, the coronavirus has been challenging. It's been disheartening. It's been heartbreaking. But I hope, if nothing else, that, you know, the government is not going to take care of its people, clearly. Mm -mm. Not this we know that. Anyway. No. I want people to understand and stop just automatically assuming that everybody's on the same playing field. Because right. some people ain't even in the damn park. No, nope. like, or even got a ride. Right. You know, exactly. You know, how many free lunch programs had to pop up because kids weren't in school? Yeah. That should be the mark of your community that kids are not eating. Like that should be the, the one greatest thing. Like what the hell? Like we got to wake up. Like we got to do mm -hmm. something. And it's, it's honestly disheartening to see there are more community initiatives than there are, you know, county or government initiatives trying to get these kids fed trying to get out laptops or they're so tied up in red tape that nobody knows how to do it right which is another thing you know i work for a public health study and we have a rule you know in public health in public health if you make a uh, study all the reading materials have to be at like a sixth grade level or a fifth grade level mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. account 
for, you know, people who may not have the education? Are we making sure that, you know, can mom and dad or, you know, whoever your community, your family is at home, can they really help you? Which right. um, are yeah. they getting you logged in? Are they computer literate enough? Because how many kids are living with their grandparents? Right. How many kids yes. are living with their elders that, that may not know or no, may not be able to work the computer? But I can go on for days, but that's not what I'm here to do. <laughs> but I do want to say that. So you made a post on Facebook and, uh, you know, you, you were obviously kind of disheartened by some of the plans that you'd heard to go back to school. And you're like, uh-huh. you, you will take your kids out of public school and just make it, you know, mom's story from here on out. Uh-huh. What advice would you give for other moms or dads who want to move to a homeschooling model, either a public school assistant or, or not assisted? Um, definitely plug into your educator friends and then reach out to other people that have homeschool. I mm-hmm. was, I'm blessed enough that Jalen, he grew up in like a home daycare program, but they homeschool. So they were someone that I leaned on when it came to the homeschool experience. And then I have a couple of friends that had their own homeschool community when I lived in Missouri. So I reached out to them and really had to like, what, what is it like? There are a lot of online programs that they can do, a lot of virtual mm-hmm. distant learning schools that they can be a part of. Just like we have at the collegiate level, there are um, K through 12 programs online that your kids can attend as a student um, at, of a homeschool program. Definitely get with other parents in your neighborhood, find your kids' friends mm-hmm. and say, hey, would you be willing to, or, you know what I'm saying, start the conversation on Facebook. Hey, I'm going to do this, you know, and then who's interested in being in the class? You know, there are so many, there's so many things that, options that we have if we research, but we just kind of assume that they're not there because we have opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't, once I started digging, it wasn't really hard to come across online programs that already had curriculums, online charter schools that already had these things put together that are accredited and that have um, the funding that they need at their level to teach at a homeschool um, level. So I, I'm definitely interested. I'm not in any way, shape, form, or fashion really interested in sending my kids back to school. Jackson has not been since they closed school. He didn't mm-hmm. go to daycare either because it was like, it doesn't make any sense for us to get up and drop him off at daycare. Right. <laughs> we're going to be home all day. That was so my initial thought with Jameson. And, you know, when they opened the daycare back up, you know, because they only had it for essential workers for a while, Jameson did not do well not having his friends. Mm-hmm. Jameson was suffering socially, even if he wasn't suffering you know, because right. as a little kid in a house full of grown people, it, you could only hear, no, not right now so much. Yes. Yes. Know? So we had to put him back in school for his own sanity because his, he, he came to me, he's like, mommy, I'm sad. I miss my friends. I miss my mm-hmm. teacher. Can I talk to my teacher? He was FaceTiming his friends, you know, and mm-hmm. we all miss people, but it's harder for the littlest ones. Always. Yes, I agree. We kind of face that same thing with Jackson. And that was what made me realize like he has, he has lived life differently than we have. Mm-hmm. Like we are older and we know what it's like to have solitude. But like you say, he's the youngest person in the house by 12 years. And you, like you said, you can only hear not right now so many times because he doesn't have that energy to bounce off with right. other. And I can only go outside and play ball so many times 
we can only do so much like as you know because we are still doing work in school mm -hmm. and there are no other kids so some of those virtual options have really come into play but I just I don't have a heart yet I don't see mine going back especially or not say especially but even if they get a vaccine like I'm not an anti-vaxxer I'll definitely get my kids vaccinated but is it going to do any good if nobody else right. does you know right so, I, I definitely you know and I'm not anti-vax at all I definitely believe in childhood vaccines on time you know the ones especially mm -hmm. that you have to have MMR the big yes. daddies you know that are tested right. and true but right I do want to see them hit a few people up before I, Me I, too. I don't <laughs> want to be the, I don't want to be the trial run in 20 years. Not. Did you get a vaccine for Right. <laughs> and you know, that's uh -huh. a thing. Yes, child. So Sheena, please let everybody know where they can find you, how to reach you. If they want more info on any of your endeavors or homeschooling, feel free to plug anything that you'd like to plug as well. Absolutely. So all of my content can be found at itssheena.com, I-T-S-S-H-E-E-N-A.com. And that will link you to everything else. So mom to story prep, we have today's diffuser blend. We have let's do lunch, which is a live cooking show. We have, what else do we have? What don't we have? Right. So many things. <laughs> It also leads you to Sheenbala, my custom jewelry company that we um, would love to create something that expresses your uniqueness and beauty. We want to give you something that no one else can give you. We don't want you looking like everybody else. We want everybody looking like you. So reach out to us at Sheenbala.com. You can find me on social media at Sheenbala, S-H-E-E-N-B-A-L-L-A, for all things jewelry. And then Tendon2, T-E-N-D-I-N, the number two on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for agreeing to come on the show. Thank you for all your invaluable information, and I appreciate having you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. No problem.